High Expectations! Welcome back to High Expectations. I'm still Alan. I'm still Jaslyn. And I'm Emily. <laughs> Ooh, but you didn't see Alan. Well, it's on the podcast. But... I am. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I can see anything. No. Oh. <laughs> Screw you, Ellen. <laughs> Sorry, I was just being silly. You are being silly. <laughs> Kathy Allen couldn't join us this week, but we're glad to have Emily here to help us out. Today we're going to be talking about cheating. And what is cheating? Who knows? It's a great question. I'm so daunted by this subject. I just, I just don't know. Well, I do know, because I'm in a relationship. And I'm like, no, some things are bad. Don't go have sex with someone else or... But the thing where it gets like kind of confusing is like they have these things called emotional affairs. Is like having an emotional affair with somebody cheating? Is dirty text cheating? Yes. <laughs> and then Emily was showing an article to make it very clear that in this highly technologically savvy world, cheating has taken on this whole new level. What do you think, Jaslyn? I think that's true. I think there's so many more ways to communicate with people now that cheating becomes this real grey area where you have like instant access to exes, random fuckboys or people that you have met online but you don't know in person that you have some kind of emotional bond with because mm. you're both a fan of whatever and things right kind of wander right ahead or uh, virtual reality porn virtual reality graphic novels <laughs> So maybe we can talk about what definitely <laughs> isn't cheating. Is that easier to start with? No. <laughs> what isn't cheating? Okay. Um, something that you've communicated with your partner, that you both know you're okay with. There's no lying involved. There's no shadiness. Yeah. So you can totally have sex with other people while you're in a relationship, as long as you both know what's happening and it's been okay. Yeah. That's called polyamory. Or open or, relationship. Or just non-monogamy. Non-monogamy, yeah. Yeah. Um, various the terms. Monogamish. Different, yeah, monogamish. Monogamish. Various terms for Monogamish. Monogamish. Oh my god, that was right. so fun. So, yeah. <laughs> So it's not cheating as long as it's okay. There are times people are in open relationships who they don't realise they're in open relationships and then that is cheating. Some people will openly cheat. Other people will tell a perspective of the person that they're in an open relationship but they might not actually be in an open relationship and it's used as a cover for a bit of a dirty dog. Yep, totally. It happens. Yeah. It's one thing that comes up quite a lot that women complain about about men cheating is they don't like that they look at pornography and some partners will consider that cheating yeah i find this topic so interesting because i don't really identify with it being in it i'm not saying that women don't look at porn but i just don't feel the same well i mean kathy and i just don't really talk about it because it just doesn't really bother us doesn't really come up yeah yeah and so there will some some women will say or some men will say, my partner doesn't look at porn. I've heard that so much from me. I'd be like to my boyfriends, like, even just out of curiosity, like, do you look at porn? And they always say no. And I'm like, no. you just tell me. But of course, everyone yeah. knows that. Everyone looks at porn, right? Everyone looks at porn. All guys look at porn. And women. Pretty much no exceptions. Yeah, a lot of women look at porn. Yeah. 
I think it's true that not all women look at porn. I agree with that. That all men look at porn. And if you think your boyfriend else does, yeah. If you think your boyfriend doesn't look at porn, <laughs> he does. I'm sorry. That's that's what everyone keeps telling me. So I'm like, why did they lie to me? Why couldn't they just tell me? They we never got to have conversations about it because they never told me. But like, I feel yeah. like I'd just be like, well, that's fine. You want to wank to another naked woman? It's not like you're ever going to meet her or you ever intend to meet her. Right. It's really not what it's about. And this is where this is where it can cross into is it cheating, where. If you're just looking at a non-interactive pornography thing, no, I don't think that, I don't feel that's cheating. If it's someone where you are interacting with something, where it's like a cam girl or someone online that's doing like sexing with you or sending you sending you requested pictures or videos or something, yeah, that's getting a little bit. Where that's, yeah, that is probably cheating. Yeah, depending on. Your so relationship. it also kind of be like, oh, you're the client, and it's kind of prostitution, and is it exploitative of women? And then my head would explode because I'm not sure where I sit. Oh, I know where I sit on that debate. I think there's nothing wrong with prostitution, no. but if my boyfriend was cheating on me with a prostitute, or was like to me, hey, can I be with a prostitute? I think I might have a complex about that. I'd be like, why do you need to be with a prostitute? Yeah, and it's a good opportunity to have a talk with him about. What do you want that you're not asking for that maybe I can fulfill for you? Yeah, but yeah, maybe it's just like the desire to be with another person, but they can't find another person. So they're like, well, it's easier yeah. to just pay for one. And often people will cheat because they can't bring themselves to tell their partner what their kink is. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. So I think that they fear that they'll get left if they reveal it. So they'll find someone who'll do their kink with them. Mm-hmm. And that can cause more problems. Mm. So we agree that pornography is not cheating yeah what if the pornography pictures have someone you know's face pasted onto the pictures so it's like someone else's body but a mutual friend's face that wouldn't squicks me out yeah it's a bit uncomfortable i'd be like no (laughs) yeah it becomes more personal rather than just a random girl but it's weird because it's getting to this territory where like that disrespects my our mutual friends consent and if they knew about it they'd be like that's yeah. disgusting so yeah it probably if they, if you're doing it without, without their consent or knowledge not only is that definitely a great area of cheating but it's also very offensive to them i suppose for a porn star we always assume although maybe not always rightly but most of the time they know that they're people gonna have people wink off over them and they yeah. consent to it yeah exactly mm. if however you arrange with a mutual friend to have them paste their own head on pornography pictures to send to you as a form of cheating I think that's cheating because that yeah. into the interaction yeah and definitely like made to order pornography definitely I don't have any problem with that I don't think there's any grey area for that I do not agree with that <laughs> yeah. mutual friend is not a friend <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nothing that comes up sometimes about cheating is Someone might have mementos of a previous partner that they keep around, which makes the current partner jealous. That's... And they're like, we've got I these shouldn't photos. be judgmental, but I'm like, seriously? And they're like, mm. you cheated on me because you've still got that love letter or that plate she gave you. Or I feel like you have a mind game coming. What's the mind game? Because right now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I have t-shirts. I have... I stole from my ex-boyfriend. I have, like, just like nail clippers just like stuff that my either I got given as a prison or just got left around like I was in a four-year relationship with my first boyfriend and then a three-year and we lived together so a lot of my stuff was his stuff you know yeah and you know we never 
bat an eyelash, eyelash if Kathy has stuff from another partner and the same with me. Yeah, I think that's totally fine because you have to respect those past relationships that they led you to each other now. Yeah, exactly. So you can't be angry that they happened. But I guess, like, jealousy is totally irrational. So I can right. understand why, like, some people are like, no, I don't like that cup. That yeah. says you're the best boyfriend in the world. That's a bit weird, yeah, actually. Yeah, Maybe yeah, there's yeah, a cup yeah. that says you're the best boyfriend in the world. It was not given by you. <laughs> maybe give that to the second treasure shop. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's maybe something you can maybe get rid of. Second treasure shop? Charity shop. Yeah. Charity, Charity shop. shop. Yeah. Thrift store for international second, audiences. Yes. <laughs> Just get rid of it. <laughs> smash it in a ceremony. <laughs> okay, what if you have, as is quite common these days, maybe you've got some sexy pictures of an ex. Do you have to delete them? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What if you don't delete them? Is there a difference between having them and looking at them? Okay, I have a really interesting one for this, and it's a real-life scenario. Okay. So, recently some stuff came out about somebody in our community who was seeing a number of women at once who did not know about it, and the worst part of it, I felt for them collectively, was that they all had compromising photos on his phone, which he refused to delete. So the problem with keeping mm. naked pictures of a previous partner is you can never guarantee that they're complicit with their now ex-boyfriend still having them. So that's why having photos of an ex is not innocent. Even if you say, oh, that's fine that you have them. I don't mind that you wank off to your previous girlfriends. It's weird. I wouldn't be okay no. with that. Yeah. But maybe some woman would. But like if you, or some person, but if you think about it, you wouldn't talk to his exes. So you don't know if his exes are okay with that. And I feel like most people wouldn't be okay with that. I would agree. So I don't think it's okay to keep photos of past sexual relationships if they have since expired. Because that came up in Girls as well. Yeah. He had like, oh, there's a but I don't like looking at porn. I want to look at real women, you know, real bodies. And it's like, don't pretend to be a feminist about this. And then Helena Dunham, oh, sorry, Hannah Hobart combats that is by sending him naked photos of herself. And she has like an empowering photo shoot, which is quite cool. Yeah, it's cool. She really combats that in a really positive way. But him having those photos, she was completely within her right to be like, that's kind of weird. And they do ultimately break up. Be careful about what you're sending to who. Guess is a good lesson. I don't know. I feel like people should be able to send nudes willy-nilly and, like, not be pulled up for that later. Or, like, not be worried that people could put them in a compromising position later. But I guess we do have to be careful, unfortunately. Well, there's Snapchat. But still, you can't really guarantee that someone's not going to screenshot it. So what I've heard about Snapchat is is that we may think that everything in Snapchat is gone. It's not gone. Nothing is gone. Sometimes it sticks around for a bit longer than you think. There are times where there's a bit of a cache on Snapchat and stuff that you've sent can be retrieved a little bit for a while before it all gets taken off. Oh, okay. But I suppose it would ruin their reputation if the photos did hang around. I keep seeing this thing on Twitter and it's like, this is the best thing ever. What a great idea. And it's like, what if you get an email in 20 years time and it's like, do you want to see all of the photos and videos you put up for your snap story? And then it's like a reel of your life. And I thought that sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. That yeah. sounds horrible. But everyone on Twitter's like, this would be the best. Snapchat, you should do this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see my story. No, it'd be horrible because you know what's coming and you might better stop it. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry, here comes that real shady photo. <laughs> and there's some cleavage. And there's I've never put that kind of stuff up on Snapchat. Mine would just be like we videos of my dog. I guess you, you probably wouldn't put it on your story, but if it's like, here's every snap you've ever sent. That is Black Mirror. That would be horrifying. That's a proper day modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah. I feel like mine would be a lot of faces where I'm making like, um, 
oh no. But it'd be a lot of faces around making that kind of questioning face, like, yeah. You can't see what I'm doing, but... Don't you remember when you used to send, like, boob shots back and forth with... Oh, yeah, it was um, Boob Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, Boob Wednesday. <laughs> Sending <laughs> boob shots in there. I mean, it wasn't, like, whole boobs, but cheeky cleavage. And I'm the sure there could definitely be some cheeky cleavage in my one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat's so dangerous, eh? Like, it all gets deleted. Does it? Oh, Does no. it? Does it? And then you get that notification back, like, who screenshotted it? That's yeah. the other thing, like, no, everyone should be careful with technology, because that's what basically this whole thing's about, right? Like, technology has given us this whole new avenue to cheat, yeah. but nothing you do online is secret. All of it can be screenshotted. Yeah, and also, if it can't be screenshotted, there's other cameras that take pictures of the screen. That's true. Some people, like, hacking to someone's webcam and taking photos. Oh, yeah. Webcams can be compromised, and your webcam can be running without you realising it. That always terrifies me. You know, like, people put, like, Tell tape over there. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably one of those people. I've never done that. I have like a cavalier attitude where I'm like, hey, if you want to watch me, I guess enjoy the show. But I guess if that was like put up somewhere, I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling so cavalier anymore. That's so interesting. I listened to an audiobook recently called The Circle, and it's all about social media kind of taking over the world. It's a dystopian novel, but social media is kind of the thing that destroys us all. And right. because this big company called The Circle is encouraging more and more people to become transparent. And it gets to the point where as a politician, you have to basically broadcast your entire life to be a good politician. Otherwise, no one will vote for you. Anyway, are we talking about cheating? <laughs> cheating. One of the major things me and Kathy fight about in terms of cheating, one of the major ways we differ... And I sort of preface this with, I would never do something without telling Kathy about it first. Or, like, not having an open conversation about it. I've never done anything that I'm ashamed to tell Kathy and I've kept secret. I have a principle and a value, in general, that Kathy opposes to for personal reasons. So okay. I think not all cheating has to be told to the partner. Sometimes it is destructive and that you don't actually need to know about it. If you have, like, a one-night stand and you could completely forget about it and go on with your life then sometimes it's better to keep it secret than it is to reveal it. And people often think they have to reveal it, but not you don't necessarily. And that's straight from Dan Savage, that. Yeah. And I have never needed to do it. But Kathy's like, it's so stupid, you should always come clean. And then we've come to the conclusion that she wants to know, and I respect that, and I would always tell her. Yeah. But I still say, in some situations, cheating doesn't have to be revealed because it has such a nasty, large stigma that has the potential to destroy relationships. Right. And this is a thing that comes up often on self-love as well, where someone knows a mutual friend has cheated, and they're like, do I tell that other partner? And Dan's like, well, what do you get out of it? What do they get out of it? Probably a lot worse. And also, you don't know what agreement they've got. And they could be in an open relationship and you don't know this. Yeah. And they don't want you to know it either. Yeah. So shut your mouth. Yeah. He's totally right as well. But I think Kathy's like, no, you're going to do a bunch of stuff and not tell me about it. And I'm like, no, obviously not. I tell you everything. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you just need to scratch a little itch. And it's like, if I scratch this itch and get out of my system, I can stay in this relationship for another 10, 20 years of my life. Yeah. But if I don't, I'm going to break up with them. Yeah can just be open communication be like hey always wanted to you know see other people it depends on the other person yeah. yeah i think not everyone has that privilege yeah go on i agree with jasmine like sometimes people have a kink and it's just like i don't know they feel scared or like yeah i guess they, yeah. they should just tell their partner about it but yeah. or there's a kink that your partner can't fulfill 
for whatever reason. But then maybe you should make an arrangement where someone else can fulfill it and they're okay with it. Yeah, and that's the ideal, right? Yeah. The communication of saying, hey, you don't have a penis, but I really need to have a penis in my face sometimes or I'll go crazy. But otherwise I want to be with you non-stop. No. And then we're like, okay, cool. Once a month, whatever, get your penis fixed and things will be sweet. It's, yeah, it's hard to think of a situation in which you have to do it without telling your partner. But like, say you've been like that for the longest time and you're way too scared to tell your partner. Like maybe yeah. they said like, I think men, men shouldn't be with other men. I think it's unnatural or something. You yeah. shouldn't be going out with that person. But like maybe yeah, they yeah. said something like that, whatever. And then like for the longest time you've been pent up about it. It's been inside. It's been this deep, dark secret. And then you get wasted and then you do it. And then yeah. you wake up the next morning and you're like, I'm such a fucking idiot. That might be a situation in which you don't actually decide to tell your partner. You'll never do it again. You're never going to do it again. Maybe that situation could fit that general rule, do you think? Yeah, definitely. And also there's situations where someone might do something to you. Or maybe you're at a party talking to someone suddenly they start kissing you. And maybe for a few seconds you're like, oh, I'm kissing you. And your natural response is to kiss back. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, whoa, 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 I don't want to do this. It's that situation where you say, hey, I cheated on you because I kissed this person at a party. We really, it was them who kissed you. I guess mm. you'd just say, I didn't cheat on you. Someone kissed me at a party, though. Yeah, someone kissed me out of nowhere. It was real gross. Yeah, and then you, if your partner's a dick about it, then they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to me, actually. I was shooting a B-documentary, and there was this guy who was helping me with it, and he was sitting next to me, and then suddenly he smush, like, oh, Jeez, I have a boyfriend, you know? It happened just like it. Just in a split second, really. Don't have time to react. We weren't telling him, but kind of did wonder if it was really necessary because he was quite. Yeah. You obviously didn't cheat because it wasn't anything you consented to. No. Should you tell your partner that something happened to you without your consent? You might want some support for that. Probably. It can depend on what your partner's like. And maybe, like, you just want to go to a friend, rather. Like, rather than really upsetting your partner unnecessarily. Yeah. Maybe you'd rather go to a friend and tell them and, like, forget it ever happened. You can be that urge to tell someone something that happened. She's like, i got to tell somebody. Fuck this person last night. Whoa, that was crazy. And that could be the end of it. You just have to get it out. And if you use that, just get it out to tell your partner, that can cause way more problems than it would have otherwise. I know of various couples where there's been something happened sexually with somebody else that was not consented to as part of like a non-monogamy agreement but it's something that they just had to do Mm. and they've moved on and they're fine yeah it can save the relationship i think if i had a friend who told me that i'd just be like yeah you (laughs) you know yeah it's one thing that emily brought up earlier was she was accused of cheating by a guy because he assumed since you had matched on tinder that you were dating Oh, no, no. What happened? No, it wasn't. It was more the sense that, you know, in the beginning parts of a relationship, if you see up on multiple people, you'd be like, you know, hey. But he, he thought that was, you know, not okay. Being not okay. And, yeah. You know, not being faithful then, which is rubbish. And I guess in the early like stages of a relationship, you have no obligation if you haven't had that conversation where you're exclusive exactly. to even be transparent about that. So you yeah. can kind of, in secret, see other people. Yeah, you should have that conversation, though. How long would you wait to have that conversation with someone? I think it depends on how you feel about them. Second date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake, it's just a bit intense. No, I think by the second date, you should be, like, 
lay cards on the table, this is what I want. So it's like, I want an exclusive relationship. Like, I think the second date's a good time to start talking about that. Yeah, kind of definitely. Thing. If not the second date, definitely by the third date. Because I feel like by the third date, you know whether you want to maybe be in a relationship with oh this person. God, we always talk about it in terms of dates, but I don't feel like we date in New Zealand. We don't. We don't. I think that we should acknowledge that. Like, I think we know we have international listeners, and I don't really know how things go about in Europe and the UK and the States, where a lot of our listeners are from. Yeah. But in New Zealand and probably also Australia, I feel like we don't have designated dates. Tinder's changed that a little bit. Yes, for sure. But the, I feel the expectation is you get drunk, you might end up sleeping with them on the first date, you might just hang out for ages, and then, oh, we're together, we're together. The communication in New Zealand is quite lacking, and I feel it like is. the men especially need, like, a lot of alcohol before they can kind of work up the courage to be like, let's have sex, or, like, let's be in a relationship, yeah. and the, our culture is quite different from, I feel like, what a, a lot of international listeners might have. That's the sense that we Which get makes from more fluid. TV and movies that we see from overseas. People are dating non-exclusively. Oh, yes. Eventually, they're like, so, are we going to go steady? For New Zealand, you start dating naturally. But now, you're right, Tinder has made it so that you meet up with lots of people. I don't know if this, this must happen overseas, but, like, there's this real pandemic in New Zealand as well of what we might call dating casually, but you can see someone casually for, I've heard, up to a year, maybe more. So that you could be in a relationship, but you've never defined the relationship. You've never had that conversation about being exclusive. But you're essentially boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend or no yeah. non-binary friends. But you are casual. And it has always been what you might call casual. And I think yeah. that's actually kind of a problem we have. Like, definitely. I think relationships are a lot more fluid than this. It'll definitely the sort of thing I see on TV or hear about in the podcast from overseas. So many women I talk to and they're like, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, what are we mean? right now? Is he my boyfriend? Is he just the guy I'm seeing? Yeah. Well, communication is key. But it's so hard to openly communicate. Are we in a relationship? Are we not? So if people want to be like, okay, so we're not in a defined relationship. And sometimes people want to stay in that for a long period of time. Constantly staying in that relationship where it's not really a relationship is so hard because of the external pressures you'll get. Like, are you together? Are you not together? Are you going to marry or are you going to break up? (laughs) I think we kind of like... Be in this box or this box, and if you're outside of that box, then I don't like it. And yeah, I totally agree. Sure. I think the problem is a lack of communication, and a lot of people get their feelings hurt from that. But at the same time, like relationships can be much more fluid than yeah. together or not together. I saw uh, the other week that a fan of our show, a listener, she tweeted that she'd been asked if she, I guess the guy she was seeing, would, would be able to call her his girlfriend. Yes. And she thought that was really cute. And I'm curious how long they were dating. I don't know. Well, that situation is maybe she knows who she is. She could write it and tell us. Yeah. Send me a message. I want to know. In my experience, I always ask. And probably too early. Are always. you my girlfriend? Yeah, I always do that. Like, are you my girlfriend or are you my boyfriend? What and they're like, oh, yeah. okay, why not? What can happen now is that we have to, like, introduce someone and they'll be like, oh, this is, you know, Kathy Allen, my... And they you kind of look at each other like... Um, friend, my friend, my partner, my oh, I've date, had that situation you know? so hard. Ugh. And it's like, what do I call you? Yeah, I'm, I've had that situation before where it's been like the like non group of friends, like someone I'm seeing is referred to a certain way, but when we're referring to them to other people, you use more general terms like it's my boyfriend, it's my girlfriend. Whereas I might be more like, this is someone I'm seeing right now. I don't feel like we're in a proper relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. 
friends, but sometimes you just say, they're my boyfriend, my girlfriend. I actually turn out to be quite a big fan of labels. So there you go. <laughs> so on the question of, is it cheating? Yeah. Our listener was asked if she is his girlfriend. I'm a, I'm sh- I think it's a, a, a he that she was dating. Pretty sure. If one of them had gone on another date with somebody else before that question was asked. Yes. Is that cheating? No. No. Because it wasn't an exclusive arrangement. It's being someone's girlfriend. Does that automatically mean that you're exclusive? No, but it's the time you need to start having those conversations. Everybody yeah. needs to... Yeah, do you think? Like, yeah, definitely. Any... Yeah. But also you're talking about monogamous relationships as well. I think regardless of what you are, yeah. non-monogamous, monogamous, you once you're think... like, do you want to be in a relationship, that's when you need to start being like, actually, I want to be in a relationship with you, but I also want to be in a relationship with like all these other people. Or like, no, I just want to be with just you though. Like that's my preference. Yeah. That's kind of the make and break moment. And I think people should be having those conversations right after that. Yeah. And we like to call that DTRing. Yeah. <laughs> Discussing their relationship or defining their relationship. Maybe two definitions. I don't know what the real one is. Defining or discussing. Defining, discussing. Defining and just DTRing. DTRing. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the download. You can, be, you can be dating someone on the DL. And that can be your, your arrangement. That, mm-hmm. yeah, we're seeing each other, but we're not telling anybody that we're seeing each other. Which is always fun. And that can be fun <laughs> for a while. And then when you when it gets found out, it can be unfun. Mm. This kind of leads into a topic we want to talk about another time when Kathy Allen's here about like romantic friendships and, and things. When does it become too weird? Yeah, when does it come when does it become too weird? You know, you you have friends that you'll feel really close to, you talk about a lot of things with, maybe you hug them, maybe you'll cuddle on the couch watching a movie or something. And it's not a romantic thing at all. But if your partner saw you doing it, would they think that that was something, something weird and cheating? Yeah. And if you meet, if you start dating somebody, do you let them know early on that you have this very close friend that things happen with like that? Or is that too weird at first? Where they need to get to know this friend and realise that it's definitely just a platonic thing. And that you can just, you know, Netflix and chill without Netflix and a dick flopping out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or what have you, a boob or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it it doesn't even have to be about sex. Like, I think I, I have definitely had friendships in the past that are so intense that I spend more time with them than, probably because I wasn't that happy, but my relationship and like with one person I had, we fell out and I spent so much time mourning that, that my, you know, my partner at the time was basically just like, this is unhealthy. And it was. I can recognise that now. It was probably because I was... We were right. Like, you know, yeah. we were a great partner, but, like, we were incompatible, and I was denying it because they were a great person. So do you think in hindsight that you were cheating? Oh, I don't know. Because I think... Maybe this is too much to reveal, but I'll do it anyway, fuck it. I think romantically I was in love with that person, but I didn't have any sexual connection with them at all. Right. And maybe that's bad. I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck it. Like, I think there might be other people out there suffering because they feel the same way. Yeah. I think you can be in a romantic relationship with somebody, like, feel a romantic love for them and, like, want to, like, run away into the sunset together and, like, have a life together, but never, ever want to have sex. Definitely. Yeah. And that's a weird, confusing feeling, and I think we don't have any kind of conversations around that or room for that in our culture. Like, I think we should. But I think the way that we talk about relationships is like either your platonic friends, and that really struck me out. I heard that word platonic, and I was yeah. like, "But are those relationships platonic? Like, and should we not 
be in partnerships where we can understand if you have a romantic connection to somebody that is in no way sexual. Yeah. Shouldn't we have allowances for that, maybe? I think so. And yeah, we'll definitely explore that topic yeah. more in the future. Do I think it was cheating? Maybe because maybe. my partner wasn't okay with it. You know? Like they Because I was unhealthy. I was unhealthily obsessed. And that's the thing about relationships. It's like it's all well and good to have other relationships or other connections. But if you, you're not giving yourself or your full self to your primary relationship then that's not healthy so maybe because cheating is a moving target yeah is cheating more a state of mind where if you think that you are cheating are you cheating i think it's a general rule that's a good way to go about it like if i feel a lot of unnecessary guilt so that's not always a good rule but I think that if you feel guilty, you should explore that and figure out why. Because you might actually be doing something that your partner would not okay. I had a relationship in which going to salsa or dancing with another man, he was very uncomfortable. Which was quite interesting. I was like, is dancing really... I suppose some people can think dancing leads to sex or dancing says, you know? It's yeah. like answering to each other's bodies. It's a very intimate thing. It is, but I, I don't think so. But still you have to have like, trust in the other person that won't do anything. Yeah. I'm just saying I can understand where somebody would be threatened, whether or not they should be feel threatened is another mm. question, but I don't yeah. think they should because it's just dancing. Yeah, and there's, exactly. and also it's, it's dancing. Not, this isn't the footloose town, okay? <laughs> and also it's dancing in front of a group of people. It's not like you're dancing alone in a room somewhere. It's, everyone can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. He can see what's going on. It's just changing partners for a bit of mixing it up a little. He wasn't there, though. Well, still, everyone else was. True. Yeah, that that's an interesting thing to get a bit tense about. Mm. I suppose it does say that he had some issues, trust issues, which might have not yeah. had anything to do with you. True. Mm. Definitely some insecurity there. Mm. Here's one of my, like, things I find really bothers me. Non-monogamy is very tricky. Sometimes you end up in these situations where the other person, I've heard this happen, heard about this happening, the other person okays it and says, like, oh, you can go and sleep with other people. And then you do that and then you come home and they treat you like you cheated on them. What do you guys think about that? That is unacceptable behaviour. Yeah, totally. And it's... I don't know where that comes from, whether it's just that they were testing you to see if you really would do it, or they they feel annoyed because they couldn't find a partner. Or they, like, found it fine in theory, but, like, couldn't handle it yeah. in practice. Yeah. yeah. If you okay something happening, you can ask to not happen again, but you cannot be angry at them for doing it. Yeah, because you, you get 100% consented to that, yeah, it's not okay. It's just really cruel. Yeah. What's that they're doing that to, like, keep you... You're in a monogamous relationship, but you wanted something more, or want to explore different avenues, yeah. and they wanted to keep you happy. To yeah. keep you happy, but then once you you go home, you know, after yeah. having the, some casual sex with people, but the, were they okay? Yeah, and they, they weren't part happy. of a fantasy or a kink where they think, in their mind, that's a really hot thing to happen, and in reality, they didn't find it so hot and they don't want to do it again. The same thing you might find it really sexy to have chocolate on you while you're having sex and then you realise actually that's kind of sticky Sticky. and weird and not nice (laughs) let's not do that again and GGG good giving a game where you will be good enough to try something but if you don't like it it's fine but try it once if you can and maybe things will be better for you you might find a kink that you didn't realise you were into and maybe you find that you enjoy sleeping with other people too and sharing the stories with each other 
I think one thing I'm going to say before we wrap up is that I think each couple can have their own definition about what cheating is for them, but you should be able to have that conversation. Like, me and Kathy have seen a film in which it was a queer relationship and they had an S&M relationship, but the submissive partner kind of forced the dominant partner to be in the role of the dominant, and you find out halfway through the film that that's the power dynamic. Oh, she's kind of not doing good enough because she's not she doesn't really want to fulfill that role she doesn't really feel like a dominant person and so then the submissive finds another partner to have her snm relationship with and she ends up polishing her boots and in that film i think it's really important to talk about this and use the spoiler and i'm sorry for anyone who wants to see that film in that film that was cheating to them polishing someone else's boots in someone else's relationship can be considered cheating just as like in some relationships full-on fucking someone else isn't considered cheating. Yeah. And I think that if you're in a couple or if you're in a casual relationship or if you're, yeah, you're just having sex with somebody, you should be able to have that conversation like, what, are we exclusive? Are we not exclusive? What do you consider cheating? What do you consider as an okay? At every step of a relationship, you should be able to talk about what's not okay. And like earlier in this conversation, you guys were like, but full-on on the second date to say what you want. I don't think it is. And I'll disagree with anyone else. Because if... I want to be in a non-monogamous relationship or I want to be in a monogamous relationship or a whole host of other things you might want to do and you might want to disclose early on, you should feel comfortable to disclose that early on. Anyone who walks away is is a fucking scrotum. (laughs) Fucking saggy scrotum. Shout out to all the scrotums. Have a good good week. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on a post. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. If you met your love of reenacting medieval sword fights... With your dick! With your dick!